0: about the city that city that's my home that city of columbus that city
1: thinking about the city the city of columbus hi i'm luke you may recognize me from the exiled podcast rpg pals club Tales from the outlands multiversal q uh the unbearable weight of nicholas cage and other podcasts the stuff podcast uh I was on like a few episodes of War Rocket Ajax, but specifically, I'm here with the cast of Fallout Columbus to talk about Established Property Playhouse, Fallout Columbus. So let's go and uh, reintroduce you to our cast. You know who's
2: going first, or? Not me.
1: You you talked first, Janine.
2: Oh no! I I ran into it. All right, my name is Janine Juliet. I am, um, well, I I'm I'm in this podcast Fallout Columbus as Hyena, um, which you've heard. Uh, I I'm also in other stuff, and sometimes uh, in nothing. Mm, is
1: that not the true dream to sometimes more often be in nothing? too deep for me welcome janine also joining us we have
3: hi i'm amanda lafrenet i played the part of virginia possum 2 delphi and yes it is possum 2 uh i'm also a comic artist and writer i yell on twitter about dumb shit and rats
1: Wonderful. And then last, not yelling about rats, we have...
4: (laughs) Hey, I'm Jeff Stolarsik. I played Buzz Brickman on Fallout Columbus. I don't do anything worthwhile except go on Twitter and yell about things that may include rats, but usually don't. Fair. Uh,
1: Yeah, so... Fallout Columbus, unlike the uh, Pokemon podcast, actually got to an ending point. Um, So I wanted to take some questions from fans. I had a question that I wanted to ask, and I wanted to give y'all an opportunity to ask questions too. So to give a bit of a background, last year I... Interviewed for a job with a game publisher who I will not name about their Fallout role-playing game that definitely hasn't had people complaining about it missing tables and having a bunch of errata that they said that they would add into a product that you can physically buy at this point. And when they offered me below minimum wage and no benefits do work that requires like five years of experience i told him to f off but i had the idea to uh do a fallout game and so when i lost my job watched the h bomber guy videos about fallout new vegas and fallout 3 uh it got me thinking and then walking around uh columbus because i was unemployed i kind of just put together a lot of pieces about its uh Horrifying gentrification past, and the way that that still haunts the city to today. Like, there was a park that I would walk around that literally has like a historic Ohio signpost about Flytown, which was the nickname for the neighborhood because it got tossed up overnight, but the neighborhood no longer exists because they put the highway right through it knocking out a whole neighborhood like there are so many awful things that have happened in this city as part of urban development and uh yeah it sucks hard so fallout.
2: well how do you follow that
1: <laughs> uh yeah that that was my loose idea and so i Did a few playtests, brought together this group. Amanda, I have known your work in, like, comics for a decade, I think.
3: Eh, It's been so long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I remember when Love Me Nice was a new comic.
3: Me too. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to make me cry. I miss my comic.
1: And, Jeff, we've been internet friends for a while, and we've been in a few role-playing games. That's uh, true. Probably you,
4: almost a decade.
1: Yes. I, I was trying to remember, and I think we started. Yeah, yeah. From like 2013. Because we did the pact when the first Captain America movie came out. Yes. That was 2011. So since 2011, we have been aware and traveling in the same circles. Yes. And then, Janine, uh, I forget how we started interacting via Twitter.
2: I don't know. Like, I just kind of appeared.
3: Some of my best friendships have started that way. Yeah. but like, uh... like, where did you... I, I do not put know. my
2: finger like on when we crossed paths, but like we have like a couple of mutual friends that like it might have been, but more than likely, like in those avenues, like there would be very little, you know, coincidental meetups. So it's it's definitely got to be, um, you know, just a random follower or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but, but no, we are very good friends. We have good. Battery
2: chemistry yeah not a decade long no no um it's been pretty good for how it's been so young i don't know it's been at least three years though yeah i think that sounds about right
1: um yeah so i assembled this team and then for the theme song i was initially going to write and record something but i'm not good at singing i enjoy singing i'm just aware that i'm not good at that or making music and i initially tried to like see if there's anything from columbus's musical past uh because we weren't always just the town where 21 pilots came from (laughs) and it turned out that for the time period that we were looking at there was a band And they just had a really racist song called China Girl, which has every 1940s uh, racist effect that you can kind of picture. Were there gongs? Yeah, there's gongs.
4: Oh, God. Oh, no.
1: And I was like, hmm, that's that's not what I want. So initially, I reached out to Dylan Roth of the Hell Yeah Babies, see if he had any suggestions, (laughs) and... Uh, he ended up mentioning Jay Ackley, who is partners with Jen Overstreet. And uh, so I was like, hey, Jay, do you want to make a protest song? I wrote a very bad version of the lyrics. And Jay was like, yeah, let me hit that up. And uh, so we got a very good, uh, a, a fantastic theme song. Like it gets stuck in my head. And part of me wants to like, Submit it to the local indie radio station, because if you get to that first verse, it's like, oh, this sounds really good. And then if you get to every verse after it, it's like, oh, no, this is dealing with the uh, gentrification. That's that's probably not something that they'd want to be happy about on the radio.
4: It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I, um, it's like I can hear just like people singing along to it at like Fort Adams on a hot summer day or something like that. Like, mm
5: hmm.
4: What is Fort Adams? That is the site of the Newport Folk Festival. Which Newport? The Rhode Island one. Okay.
1: Because I grew up in Ohio, and so for me, Newport is down in Kentucky, because that's where the Newport Aquarium (laughs) was. And I was like, I don't
4: think Jeff is talking about Kentucky. No, I, um... I love the Newport Folk Festival. It, um... Mm -hmm it just you know it's like a um oh pete seeker want to do a festival and just like in the backyard of all of these terrible mansions fair uh,
1: growing up or in the time where i did not live in columbus and did not live down in cincinnati i lived out in farm country dayton and we have a Yellow Springs radio station there, so my dad liked to listen to a lot of the bluegrass that they play, mm-hmm. and that, and uh, having to learn the dulcimer as part of pioneer days instilled oh, fun. a list a love of that. I feel like I've been bulgarding things as I gave a quick rundown, so. Uh, Let's go over some. I mean, of you. I
3: appreciate it because I don't know jack shit about Columbus. I mean, in fact, in fact, um, we're running a real risk of my brain crossing wires and me thinking things that happened in the podcast are like facts about Ohio. <laughs> this is a real risk because I don't know anything about Ohio.
4: My prime Ohio experience also is like a place I drive through to go to Chicago. Fair. I mean,
1: my prime Pennsylvania experience was a state that I drove through to get to Pittsburgh.
4: That's fair. Or to D.C. or you drive or through York. to get to Pittsburgh or a state that you drive through to get to Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, I've only been to Philly once and it was wrestling. I mean, do any of you have a question about
5: Ohio
1: I can
2: answer? um gosh i don't know like because um while everybody's talking about like what ohio means to them um it it literally doesn't for me like i i <laughs> think it exists most of the time um like i'll 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 think about like listing off all of the states and like ohio Like it never comes up because like, I don't know, I guess like, I just kind of like figured that it's kind of like a city name, despite the fact that it's obviously not, but I don't
1: know. I mean, that, that is kind of fair. The main people who come to Ohio are people traveling through it or people from North Carolina.
2: Yeah. Like I can't even see what shape it is inside of my mind's eye. Like, is it, a, like, is
3: it a rectangle? It's
2: a bad square.
3: The bad square. Okay. It's more
1: of like a <clears throat> a janky ass heart.
3: Janky ass heart. Mm-hmm. Anatomical or
1: Uh kind of like if you mix the heart symbol and an anatomical heart.
2: Oh. Hmm. Okay, I think I see it now.
4: Do you have a lot of like signage in the state where it's like I silhouette of Ohio? hiking or you know in certain various activity here surprisingly
1: not uh we did have homage homage i forget the way that they want you to pronounce it incorrectly where they try to be like we're going to make all this ohio-centric clothing and stuff and it all cost like fifty bucks for a T-shirt, and it's like, yeah, I don't want to do this. We do have a lot of signs telling you that you're going to go either to hell and you need to repent, or you need to go to Jesus's cheese barn, or <laughs> where? No, sorry, sorry, Grandpa's cheese barn. Grandpa's cheese barn. Uh, or there was the.
3: I'm very upset that Jesus's cheese barn isn't real now. Ah. <laughs> uh. You showed me uh, something amazing, and you immediately took it away.
1: Sorry, there. Uh, my mind went to uh, Big Butter Jesus, which was this like sixty foot tall statue of Jesus in a lake outside of a mega church down near where I grew up in uh, Westchester, Ohio, that got burnt down when it was struck by lightning. And the megachurch did not take this as a sign that, oh, we need to, like, not make another massive statue of Jesus. They instead made, touchdown Jesus.
2: <laughs> 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 okay. Luke, you you begin saying, saying things that, that are completely bonkers ridiculous. And... Somehow you're able to end the sentence worse. Yeah.
1: Oh. Oh. Wait. What sorry.
2: Touchdown Jesus. Yeah. Sorry. I got, I got it.
1: it. I I got it mixed up. Touchdown Jesus was the one that got burnt down when it was struck by lightning. Big butter Jesus is the new one. I'm dropping an image into.
3: Big. But- uh. So Big so the butter. thing they took. Okay. Okay. All right. So the thing they took away was that. Oh my god. Oh my is god. that really made of butter?
1: No. Uh the new one they uh is a lot more plain they just call it uh big butter Jesus. Wait,
3: so this was touchdown. Oh. Yes, this is
1: the one that uh, got burnt wow. down.
3: Okay then. Big uh, 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 Oh, big butter Jesus. Why is it called big Is that a, a, a nickname?
1: Uh it, yeah, it is a nickname.
3: Okay. And Touchdown Jesus was the nickname to These are very big statues of Jesus. They're huge. They're fucking huge.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a mega church that is also near King's Island. Wow. Uh, But yeah, if you drive uh, from uh, Cincinnati to Columbus, you also get to see the Hell is Real sign.
3: God, that that looks like our 76 foot tall Um. oh god who is it why did 76 feet tall why do I know the exact oh, big tax no 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 no. I'm not talking about that um, where I live personally um, there is a like a 70 I'm looking it up okay it's Stephen F. Austin it is a 76 foot tall Stephen F. Austin statue <laughs> on the road on the highway to where I live and we always shout boner when we see it <laughs> Because he's holding a rolled up scrolled par- parchment scroll at his side, so when okay. you're coming up at it from Sorry. either direction, it looks like he's Stephen got a boulder. I was
1: thinking of uh, because my mind huh? went to
3: no, no. Stephen F. Austin, like the guy, one of the guys who like settled Texas before it was Texas.
2: Well, yeah, he colonized it with the um, yeah, Spanish and pretty much sold. Parts of staff not a different steven became... F. Austin. Yeah, not not
1: Stone that's Cold it. Steve Austin. Not
3: Stone Cold Steve. No, yeah, that's the one. That's <laughs> the one. And it looks like he's got a boner every time you drive up to it. And if you want to go from my town to Houston, you got to pass him and his boner. That's the one.
4: I have also F.
3: Austin outside Angleton, Texas.
4: Dropped an image of Grandpa's Cheese Barn. I see into Grandpa's the Discord. I find the sign. Which is just like big yellow, let's say cheese barn with no spaces.
3: It's, it's be very good. Delightful.
4: Yeah. It uh, there used there's... to
3: be a grain site. Like, is that a grain silo off the side?
4: Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a barn, right? It, so, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the cheese silo. The
3: cheese silo. I'm sorry. Yes, I should have known. The cheese silo.
4: The rich there's history also... of Grandpa's cheese barn started with Grandpa Yarman who in the early 1900s sold his only possession, a portable RCA radio, for his first wheel of Ohio Swiss and opened his own Yarman's Cheese House in West Salem, Ohio. Grandpa Yarman smoked his own country hams and bacon. Word of his unique way of smoking meats, along with his reputation for quality, spread throughout Ohio. But yeah, like
1: this is 90% of what people know about Ohio because of memes. Because there's the hell is real grandpa's cheese barn meme and uh, big butter <laughs> Jesus.
3: Is- I'm sorry. Okay, while we were talking, I know it's off topic. We're terrible people. Um, I decided to look up. Surely someone else on the internet has commented on the fact that it looks like Stephen F. Austin has a boner. And the only reference I can find to it is someone who posted on Whisper overlaid a picture of the kid from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> is the is, is the text? Anyone else notice that the Stephen F. Austin statue looks like he has a boner on 288? What? Why is it a kid holding Pet Cemetery? Why is that the backdrop of that query? <coughs> Is there
2: something else we don't know? I don't know!
3: Maybe it's haunted. Maybe if you bury your pets under the shadow of Stephen F. Austin's dong, they'll come back to life. I don't know.
1: I don't want to be buried under Stephen F. Austin's
4: dong.
3: I'll have to put that in my will.
4: Importantly, they they come back wrong.
3: Very wrong.
4: (laughs) they come back
1: dog oh i hate it <laughs> thank you uh yeah so this is this has been ohio lessons <laughs> the travelogue no ohio is a wonderfully vibrant state we also have the rock and roll of Fame up in cleveland
4: i am i saw the episode of the bachelorette where they go to cleveland oh i thought you were going to say you saw the episode of 30 rock where they went to cleveland that as well, but it didn't stick in my brain as much as the um, the advertorial for the city of Cleveland paid for by Mike Fleiss and his just empire of garbage.
1: But that's because you're a real batchhead,
4: Jeff. You know, I've, this is three seasons I haven't watched consecutively, so maybe I'm free. <laughs> well, speaking of freedom,
1: uh, Robert Secundus... Wants to know, uh, who was your favorite NPC?
2: Uh...
3: Um, I think Dr. Knives? Was...
2: Yeah. Wait, yeah? I mean, Stein's gonna hold a, pe- a special place in my heart, because library. Um yeah. Dr. Nye loves freedom. Dr. He loves freedom. Love freedom. Uh-huh.
3: Loved freedom. Pushed a building. I mean, he pushed a <laughs> room out of a building. and It's one of those things that like, I wish someone else had like thought of that because now I want to see it. I want to see it animated. Uh,
4: I There's part of me that wants to say oh, Buzz's mom ended up being a really interesting character. Yeah. But Doctor Knife, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's praxis. That's what that is.
3: I did also really like. Now here's the thing: I don't remember the character. I just like what he facilitated. I liked um, the character that facilitated the baby fight.
1: Oh, the uh, the The photographer, uh, the second fuzz. Yes, yes, yes.
3: Less for what the character (laughs) who he was, and more for what he facilitated.
2: Oh yeah, that definitely led like unnecessary like drama that I actually like legitimately enjoyed despite the kind of <laughs> silly subject matter that it was. It was mm-hmm. intense. The silliness makes it better. <laughs> I think so too. Like you know, like it's it's not that this wasn't important. It's just that this was important to Buzz. I'm I'm glad that that like played
4: correctly for people because like one of the things that I wanted to do with Buzz was have, like, an inherently silly belief that he, like, a hundred percent believed. hmm
1: Yeah, Neil Neil Easton uh, was initially a character I would set up for the Statue Garden. He was going to do the whole New Vegas. You need to go and uh, photograph these different stops and, uh, that would have introduced you to some more missions, but I, I think he came in at a good place where he's just like a second Buzz who is a bit more knowledgeable, a bit stronger, and uh, <laughs> just gets treated like shit in a I wonderful
4: I prefer to way. think of him as Dark Buzz.
2: Oh, well, hang on a sec. Mm-hmm.
5: oh my
3: gosh this possum's really into this fucking cupcake (laughs) i'll drop that into the discord real quick (gasps) intense the intensity
4: oh my god is it also a video no no I wish. I, that's the intensity with which I will attack a cupcake.
3: Yeah, it's like this. This they this is the first cupcake they've ever gotten, and they're scared it'll be their last.
4: I'm. So, I'm just looking at pictures of possums.
3: That's. I that. mean,
4: if the, that's fair.
3: That's the the. Man, I'm bad at words today. The pit. Don't know bad words. Oh, oh my god! I'm just drawing furry teenagers and their parents.
2: Dope.
3: I've been on God ever since I finished that video work. I've just been like, fi- like my brain started working again. <laughs> like, oh God, I want to draw a thousand
2: things.
1: <laughs> I I mean. I've had those long periods of like being uninspired. Janine, are you back?
2: I'm back.
0: All
1: hey. right. Welcome back.
2: Yeah, sorry about that. I just got word that I was uh sub- like supposed to take a meatloaf out of the oven five minutes ago. Oh no. It should you know, that be five, five minutes
4: is going to give it a, a nice crispy, thick crust, which is what everyone loves from a meatloaf. Mm-hmm. I love I, meatloaf I mean... leather. I I grew
1: up with, like, cupcake-sized meatloafs.
3: Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That sounds nice.
1: So you all got, like, an individual one. So I never
4: really had the loaf as a concept. So you need the loaf so that you could have the meatloaf sandwich the following day. Fair.
1: I do enjoy a good meatloaf sandwich with, like, a thick piece of cheddar on, like, some Texas toast. Yeah. We just call it
5: Toast
1: here. Um, Yeah, Dr. Knife uh, was a character who came from the test sessions because I needed a NPC and had not (laughs) thought of a name. And it was just like, uh, okay, because all the test sessions were much more loose and comedic and wild. Um, And so he just survived through because that's that's the power of an idea.
3: Oh, God. Uh, his existence was very fortuitous. Mm-hmm. Just the right guy at the right time. Or the Truly. wrong guy at the right time, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of uh, Times and moments. Kat wants to know what is everybody's favorite moment or moments in the series.
3: I'm going to be honest. Um, I like any time I can tell a joke and it hits. And the that that it's like I'm really pleased whenever I can just get one off a good hmm. joke um and it was the uh the ref the talking about how like how uh wolverine can eat a whole baby yes there was just a pa- like i don't know if it came through in the edit but there was just a pause and then like when everyone cracked up i was like i've i've never been that pleased with myself
1: oh no that that made it through good
3: like- okay couldn't remember if it made it in but that pause and then the laughs like. I was v- very happy i've I've been coasting off that high for months.
1: You deserve to It's like ride that like you're hitting one of those speed tracks in a Mario Kart
2: <laughs> um for me, I would have to say, um when I forgot Buzz was with us, and <laughs> I had said it's just us girls here. <laughs> and then just realize, oh, I guess I kind of made a, a decision for Buzz.
5: <laughs>
1: Buzz, Brickman, and the punchline, I guess I'm
2: grandfathered in, is just it was perfect. I I I love like playing with all of y'all because, like, comedically, it's great. Like, yeah, we we tend to like pass each other. Like everything a lot more than just like stepping on each other's toes, yeah mm-hmm.
3: like i'm I'm gonna be honest, I'm already like missing the recording
1: <laughs> it's it has a wonderful energy because i I think you three as a group all have a very similar play style where it's very collaborative you you have enough time to like know who your characters are. And no, it's a delight to run because I could literally just toss you guys something and you will riff.
3: (laughs) It's also good because it's not always um, you can't always get a group of people who can play it serious just as much as they can goof around. Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes a problem you run into where like someone only wants to be serious and someone can only goof like they can't take any like any serious story beats would just be like ruined. And I think we had a really good balance.
1: Yeah, because like the uh, the Prentice Meeks uh, situation was something where you were able to like kind of wrap up the episode where you were goofing. And then when you came back, you you handled that with, I, I think, the seriousness that was intended for it. Uh, Jeff, do you have a favorite moment?
4: Yeah, I think everything that has been said already is up there for me. Mm -hmm. But, like, I really enjoy the, like, kind of mundane joy of possum eating fast food for the first time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, like, that recurring bit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like,
1: the kind of accidental theme of food in these different ways (laughs) that you're, like, engaging with it is fascinating and someone write a paper on like what the theme means that I did Ooh. not intend at all.
4: <laughs> hey, death mean, of the author.
3: Well I, mean, I, I also appreciate that um hyena like kind of like very like not initially obviously but there's a point when hyena just like was driving like a metaphorical car down one pair one path as a character, and then just, like, swerve, like, nope, I'm going this way, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't come here to make friends. Oh, no, I'm here to make friends.
2: I didn't know what I wanted to do when I started the character. I do know that, like, having resentment to uh, humans was definitely one of them. And, like, when I started off everything... I think I just like made a couple of comments that were just um, <laughs> like offhand. I could, I I know that I had given them nicknames already. Um, <laughs> Science experiment and sweater vest. <laughs> Neither of those actually stuck, but um, it just, it just went to show you like how much um, I was already having the character kind of writing them off. And um, I guess just from, like, just the ridiculous stuff that we've done, it's just like, yeah, if you're with people that are this fun to be around, you're going to get caught up in it, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And maybe that gets you to think about, um, you know, humans a lot differently.
3: I will say, um, in terms of, like, things I enjoyed... This was more of an accident, but it, uh, to me, like, enjoying the outcome was I didn't realize we were at the end when we were at the end. So I was not personally making, like, oh, this is our last mission decisions, <laughs> which turned out to be pretty in character for Possum. But, like, I realized, like, oh, that was it oh shoot i didn't treat that with the, <laughs> with the <laughs> grandness it deserved i just was like no fuck it blow it up we're done i'm out i want to go home <laughs> <I> <laughs> so mean, like i'm yeah. glad i i didn't realize that th- like i got, I don't know why but i thought like it was going to keep going mm-hmm. but i think i just was so wrapped up in how possum just didn't give a shit that i kind of was like oh wait this is a big deal Fair. I, kind of,
4: I kind of love it like it- have you ever gotten to the end of a video game? I'm not going to name. I have a specific video game in mind, but I'm not going to name it. Uh, when you're just like, I don't want to do any of these options. I just want to like break everything and then go home. Or
3: like how, like in Skyrim, I did everything but the main quest, and the main quest has never been finished to me. <laughs> I've yeah. never finished Skyrim's main quest.
1: I I put far more hours into Elder Scrolls Morrowind and it was the same way. It's like, I'd rather do wizard shit and then I'm going to use the hack to make myself strong enough to kill a god with one punch. Hell yeah. Or just collect alchemy stuff and make potions.
3: Oh, I did. I, for moments, like I'm, that's like I'm they're all kind of hitting me. A moment I really enjoyed was one, Hyena's like, get out of here. I'm going to piss on this office. And then immediately have deflecting it to, um, no, 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 uh, that guy he left and he pissed everywhere before he left. <laughs> that got me so fucking good.
5: Uh,
1: I will say, with regards to the ending, I think mentally I was picturing it heading somewhere else with like potentially the destruction of the city of Columbus. But I think one area that I maybe didn't hit well enough is sort of showing the darker sides of the city, which I think is fine. Like, we had some, like, dark and rougher stuff, but uh, I, in my mind, was like, no, you can potentially just write off the entire city. But I think with the, like, fun time travelogue vibe of the show, that never really happened. (laughs)
3: That's well, that's this save file.
2: I mean, I think it got touched up upon with like hyena like being mistreated by uh, Columbus and having that chance of having revenge. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Again, I think it's real funny that the characters we happen to play kind of means like it just took a very different direction than it could have than if we were all playing li- like uh, if we were three hyenas, for example. Mm-hmm. yeah like because like yeah so I think that's just that's really funny that we had a completely different experience and it really like I keep joking about like oh that was one save file and it's like you think I'm joking but like I'll go in again I'll make a different character
4: and I it, <laughs> it feels easier to be like humans are worth saving when like the one human who's not like a complete piece of shit <laughs> is standing right there <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, did you only have that decision when Mama Brickman was there? (laughs) Fair. Very fair. Much love for Mama Brickman, the character who just sort of got plucked out of the Aether, who might have built Buzz, and Buzz is potentially a synth, but also, yeah, it yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, so, Locke sent in a question specifically for Janine. Uh, to my funny buddy, what was your favorite hyena oh my monologue? Oh, I... <laughs> uh,
2: sorry, I couldn't hear because I shut down completely when... <laughs> my partner. Okay. Uh.
1: i'm trying to get to at least one of everybody's questions uh who sent one in so
2: all right um could you repeat the question unfortunately
1: to my funny bunny what was your favorite hyena monologue
2: oh my god i did monologue a lot didn't i yeah Uh (laughs) uh-huh I like listening back on it with my partner like i I started to feel so guilty about like how how much I've done that, but then I really just thought like possum's not gonna do that,
3: yeah, mhm, it felt appropriate,
1: yeah, like uh, i I've played in other games where it's like people kind of just bulldoze the spotlight, and I know I can do that as well, but no, with I you know it felt
2: very earned right I just don't I don't want to end up um. J.D. from scrubs. I mean, I hmm, I don't know. Well, I know. think
3: it's good because the like I talk I kind of talk a lot and especially playing like a mostly comedy character, the risk of constantly making jokes and never progressing is extremely real. So like I really was ap- appreciated having a character who could like take the microphone like that. And it felt very appropriate.
2: I think the final monologue about like how people are worth saving um, that's got to be my favorite because it—it um, it, it's basically the end of Hyena's character arc you know that I, I even joked about just before when I was talking about um, Leaving both of the characters to die just on the fifth episode, the episode before the final episode. (laughs) And then, like, immediately, like, doing the opposite and, like, making sure they didn't die because there was probably a little bit of a chance there. We're not going to focus on it. What we're going to focus on is um, that Hyena didn't do it. And you're welcome.
1: Fair enough. Uh, I wanted to know, Jeff and Janine, what role-playing game were you referencing in episode six? Like, was it a specific system? Uh, Specifically the scene when y'all found uh, the RPG books?
2: Um... I I had nothing in mind. I just thought to myself, how could I describe an RPG that sounds like something I want to play the least?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it, you were extremely successful.
2: And then to act like it's really fun. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean I have I've so many bad RPGs in my brain. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I used I use possum as a vehicle to basically get away from that conversation. Like, no, I will not be roped into this possum. Leave, uh, possum, get out of here. It sounds like hell.
1: Uh, Jeff, do you have anything specific, or it's just brain gunk? It's brain gunk.
4: Fair. I'm sure so, that at like a lizard brain level, like it's D and D, like.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, that whole scene was inspired from this weird youth group memory where we were staying at someone else's house as part of this big conference. And so, like, people from the local church were putting people in. And there was a woman who was an actress and Eight-Legged Freaks. And also Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man, was there as a speaker. It was a very (laughs) weird-ass thing. Uh, But just... I got up early, couldn't sleep, and I just started thumbing through the Dungeon Master's Guide before I had ever really gotten into D&D and just this weird I'm going to read this because I don't want to wake people up by turning on video games. (laughs) Uh, Do any of you have a question that you want to ask or I can go into a second round of Q&As?
2: Hmm. um amanda what how into possums did you get in preparation or (laughs) as a result of this podcast
3: i was already super into possums this was actually kind of me being lazy because i i joke that like like i'm not a furry but i'm furry adjacent and my first is a possum uh I already super like possums ahead of time. In fact, the reason I chose this character is because I was playing Fallout New Vegas for the first time and live streaming it. And I decided I'm going to role play. I try to role play with every video game I play. Um, And for that one, I decided I am a possum brain in a human body. That's how I'm going to play the whole game and make all my decisions. Um, And it made for a really fun playthrough, which got really fun when I got to Old World Blues. I'm uh, just rolling with that. Um, so basically, when uh, I was approached and uh, Luke was like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, can I use the character I already play in Fallout <laughs> New Vegas? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, sure, we can make that work. And bam. So I kind of already was sort of in the mindset. The only difference is the character... Um, it, the difference is the character I was playing in Fallout was basically... They have been around for a long time. And the difference with this character is like they were born born stupid yesterday. As opposed to born sexy yesterday.
5: Fair
1: enough. So
3: I already knew a lot about possums and I already really liked them. So it was very it was kind of honestly, like I said, lazy. And I really, really want to marry um Dala from Old World Blues, that's all.
1: <laughs> I I really wish they would just release New Vegas for the Nintendo Switch.
3: Ah! That would be so good.
1: <laughs> it would. I'd love to just play because the last time that I played it was on my old roommate's uh 360 and I still own the game for the 360. I just don't own a 360.
3: My only regret in this 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 game is that you gave me no opportunity to have a giant terrifying robot wife. None. Missed opportunities.
1: You know, I I hear the criticism. <laughs> I expect the criticism. <laughs> I internalize the criticism. <laughs>
2: You know, um, you could have said something because Luke at the beginning did say if there was anything that you guys wanted out of this campaign. You could have I said know. large robot wife. It's, it's true, I could have.
1: Also, how how large robot wife are we talking about here?
3: Very large.
2: Uh, Do you remember that statue of Jesus?
3: <laughs> I was thinking more... A more like size of like a minivan, but Jesus is fine too. That the big Jesus is the Jesus is good. there Look, okay, saying what you want in this game, it felt a little too much to be like, give me giant robot wife. Make my dreams come to- <laughs> true, Luke. I'm putting this on you. Give so that's me how giant I robot yeah. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I'll keep that in mind.
1: Give me giant robot wife. Please make my dreams come true.
4: a certified bomb
2: (laughs) Jeff was Buzz based on any particular person from the NPR or is it just the general vibe
4: Buzz is 100% just like the NPR vibe (laughs) just like I, I kind of pictured him as like someone who kind of raised himself on Old recordings of like this American life and was like hey this has value and that turned into hey this has a lot of value <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would love to say that I was doing like a specific impersonation of someone but like it's it's just the general NPR voice, just a little soft-spoken. <laughs> this
1: is NPR, National Possum Radio.
3: <laughs> Excellent. God, the first time Possum hears a radio and and Buzz is on it, she's gonna lose her mind.
1: <laughs> Where is Buzz? Is he trapped in the box? No.
3: She's probably just going to be confused and like, I know that voice. What is it?
1: <laughs> I mean, Possum generally seem to do very well with a lot of technology. It's not like how some dogs freak out if they see people riding on bicycles.
3: She would understand the, the concept of a radio. It would just take a really long time to like connect the dots and be like, why do I recognize that voice? It's because it's someone you recognize, Possum.
1: Fair. Jeff or Amanda, do you have any questions?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: When you first realized I had still had the gun, did you have like a knee jerk reaction to that?
1: <laughs> uh, yes, yes. My my mental process was. What is the gun? Where did the gun come from? Oh, God, it's that gun. Uh, Oh, no, I forgot to write down what the gun was like. Oh, shit. Uh, You know (laughs) what? Letting them keep the gun. (laughs) I have played games where I have been, like, way too generous with things. And I've played games where it's like, we have had... 0.75 deaths per session in this campaign and the games where i'm way too generous are generally a lot better received depending on uh, the group (laughs) and so i was just like yeah it's going to be awkward and bad if i take the gun away so yeah we're rolling with the gun
3: well I figured there are many scenarios like maybe the gun could instantly break or something, but I was just like oh yeah, I'm not supposed to have this.
1: I mean, I, I don't think it would be a big surprise if I said I still don't have like a hundred percent of how combat works in the system down. <laughs> and like in most of the games that I have played, especially on recording, combat gets intense very easily it's not always petting a dog the bad way like in the pokemon podcast but uh <clears throat> <laughs> like rpg pals club when we get to big battles they are devastating oh
5: God. and
1: i still have not fully learned how to run a battle confidently unless i'm using 13th age because that system is great for combat
5: jeff
4: you have a jeff's gin you know i kind of wanted to ask you about your experience running genesis for the first time well i guess Uh not the first first time you had done i know you had done some stuff previously with it but as someone that's run this game a lot Uh i i'm curious about your perspective and i think like the wild swings that are possible in combat is um definitely a part of it. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, I got introduced to the system uh, from the Star Wars game that you used to run, mm-hmm. which was great because I played
4: vastly different characters. You did. I I appreciated the way that you kept me on my toes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh,
1: I am not... I am no longer a... Oh, my character died I bring in his identical brother. <laughs> I I just go and
4: You brought the identical sibling adventure. in after though,
1: to be uh, fair. Athen Kolda was a highly different character than Dree Kolda. But physically identical. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, no, fair, but not like the old D&D thing where it's like, I don't want to make a new character.
4: Right, like instead of like Jason the Paladin, I'm now Drew the Paladin. <laughs> yes.
1: Or Jason <laughs> the Paladin. Um, I I really enjoy the way that like, non-combat things work and like as you build sort of confidence with your party you're able to give them more of an ability to add things to the game and like into the setting and everything because like I I did a lot of work that we will probably never see in terms of like extra landmarks and things that I made and while I didn't make a full event guide Save
3: file 2. Save file 2.
1: <laughs> Listen, if there is a request for it after I get the uh, magic, the gathering thing that I'm going to shoot to do next, <laughs> done, I I am 100% down for a Save file 2. <laughs>
2: Hell
1: yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I like the way that skills work. I love the... Uh, Failure and success and advantage and disadvantage and the moments that you get from a triumph
4: or a despair. But this or part sometimes you when triumphs. you get both, <laughs> mm-hmm. which did not come up in in this game, but I have seen before, and it's mm-hmm. like we need to take a five minute break.
3: <laughs> oh God.
4: Because, like, something extraordinarily good and extraordinarily bad both happen. Mm-hmm. And then you figure, on top of that, you figure out did the role succeed or fail? <laughs> like,
1: you hit both of the people who are grappling
4: your ally and your enemy. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the easy way to do you it. You
3: murder your best friend, but it's okay. It <laughs> turns out they were evil anyway.
1: You seduce everybody in the bar. But your mom was in there.
3: Oh, God. oh No. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I like the system. I am glad that uh, somebody on Reddit told me no, the perks that you're going to put into the system will break the game. Uh, don't do that. And that got me to actively not do it. Like, there is a large community there is a moderately sized community of people who have created fallout stuff and my only major complaint is stop giving a shit about the new bethesda stuff and uh, like where where's all the new vegas shit at right i i yeah but it was easy enough to just take things from star wars edge of the empire and convert them over mm-hmm <laughs>
3: yeah that's why I think i I explicitly asked I think when you said did if I want asked if I wanted to do this I'm like can I can it be very like old world bluesy
5: mm-hmm.
3: and I was like yes oh then yeah that,
1: that like New Vegas is fantastic for so many reasons if you want to watch a film length documentary watch the h bomber Guy video that mm-hmm. really inspired this
3: that fucking nerd. series
1: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I put him in as one of the paladins. I put him in as a paladin at the end as a cameo. So, (laughs) um, yeah, like I, I love weird sci-fi shit and, uh, yeah, this was a delight to do. (laughs) All right. I will flip through a few more audience questions. Um. Rob also asked, uh, What do each of you most enjoy about the Fallout setting as it's portrayed in the video games? I do know that at least one of you has never really played the games.
3: Well, I've personally only played Fallout 3. I mean, Fallout New Vegas. Mm-hmm. And Fallout 36. <laughs> Um, As for what I enjoy most Mostly This is going to sound silly Mostly the fact that there is no Obligation for anything to be pretty Or look good Like yes there's things that are aesthetically pleasing Or like uh, Fit in with the world's aesthetics And that kind of stuff but like You can make like Everyone is covered in dirt Mm -hmm. Everyone's dirty No one's like Pretty up i like that i don't know it just i like it i like worlds where everyone's just dirty um and in more than ways than one um so i guess i just kind of like the tone the aesthetic i i do again this is like new vegas specific i like there's something very campy about it mm-hmm. and it's not ashamed of it it's not ashamed to be kind of silly
5: yeah, I
1: I think that's 100% true, especially with New Vegas and some of the older stuff where it, like, understands there's a time for seriousness, but also there's a time for, like, glowing lasers and Elvises.
3: I'm still mad about that one guy in that one. Okay. In one of the casinos, it's the one where they have, like, like the sex workers. Uh-huh. I forget the name. There's one guy. Now, okay, every other character model is giving it their all. All the sex workers, um, they're, like, wearing bondage gear and leather and straps. And just, they look look hot. Not my thing, but they look hot. Except Mm -hmm. there's one dude who's wearing black slacks. (laughs) He's just wearing black slacks and doing a sexy dance for customers. And I'm like, that is shameful. Everyone else there is giving it their all, and he's wearing black slacks that's it that's all (laughs) shame on him
2: i i like the robots
3: Mm, yes the robots
2: um no but seriously um my favorite thing about it is um just that the the technology i do like the kind of uh retro futurism kind of thing and also making it post-apocalyptic is also kind of cool but like, sure. yeah, the aesthetic really does it for me.
4: Yeah, I'm, I think I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I appreciate the way that it uses its aesthetics to kind of comment on the toxicity of Americana. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but also, like, it just looks cool. There's like a big mech suit. There. <laughs> There's like cool mutants. And like, I don't have a deep attachment to this franchise. I played 1 and 2 and most of 3. I played them when they were new. So <laughs> I've not touched a Fallout game in 10 years except to play 2 hours of 4 and go, I don't care for this.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's that's
4: a fair reaction
1: to 4. My, my weird-ass initial exposure to Fallout was... Boy Scouts making donuts for a fundraiser and just two of the guys talking about how much they love the games. Cause you can just shoot people in the balls. And it's like, you know what? This sounds great. I want to play this someday. And then like five or six, five or six years later when I graduated high school and my school laptop became mine, I bought the game for five bucks Tried to play uh, Fallout 1 for like three hours and was like, this is too hard, don't care for it. And then my roommate in college had uh, the game on the 360 and I got to actually play like Fallout 3 and I really loved it.
4: I have to ask, how many people uh-huh. did you shoot in the balls?
1: I didn't get good enough to shoot people in the balls. Uh, when I... Played the original one. Uh, I would normally go for leg shots, though, to take people out in Fallout 3. Hmm.
3: It's probably, it wasn't intentional for the game, so I did also like that it was, this is a game that's extreme, because of all the shit you can do in the game, it's a game where you can have extremely personal, funny moments
5: hmm
3: like um when i had some dude to interrogate and they took all my weapons off me so i you know you're the game intends for you to punch him you know mm-hmm. to rough him up well they don't take your grenades off you <laughs> 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 and my character had no strength and i was like i'm just gonna throw a grenade so the moment you throw the grenade as soon as the grenade goes off the guy the game everything pauses and he stands up in the middle of the pause explosion to be like, All right, I'll talk. <laughs> uh. So the explosion is paused around him while he spills his guts and the moment it unpauses, he just goes, bah! and dies. Oh. Fucking amazing. Oh wow. Oh, I th- oh it's I think I have video of it. I'll send it to y'all later. It's Oh, it's very good. Little things like that. Uh,
1: so Locke also asked specifically to me, how hard is it to play as characters (laughs) being ruthless to the player characters? And, uh, like in the 13th age campaign where I mentioned there was a like 0.75 deaths per session, uh, (laughs) there was a game where the first combat the party gets surrounded by spiders and I just kept rolling to paralyze them with attacks and we lost like two party members until i called it off because it was like this is not fun for anybody and i feel like the players are going to get back at me and then three years later i did go through like five characters in a uh pathfinder campaign i was a uh, regularly in as a player with one of them as the gm and it's like uh i I don't like to necessarily be ruthless. I can be evil and I can be mean, but I feel like ruthless is a step beyond.
2: Well, that's picking at words. How how hard was it for you to say mean things to me about being a ghoul?
1: I just like turn on bad brain turn off inhibitors and it's just like Aida, I think that you're a bad person. You you've got weird mutant skin. You're you're getting the radiation all over the place. <laughs> the coincidental sad dog sound effect <laughs> is. Oh wonderful. yeah, I
2: have yeah. My dog's getting a little bit fancy. Um. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, we can get to wrapping up this thing here. Uh no, I mean, I I can perfectly do evil and a villain. But generally I'd rather just yes and or uh find more interesting ways of antagonizing. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes don't even try and be antagonistic at all and get murdered.
3: So, so I guess the answer is it's not hard at all.
1: No. No. <laughs> All right. Well, uh Yeah, I I guess we kind of said there is an interest in returning to this and yeah, there's a lot of other places that I put on the map. Was there anything that y'all remember that you wanted to check out or
4: Doll Museum.
1: Doll Museum.
3: Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, I keep walking by the Doll Museum. Don't uh on my morning walks. <laughs> Go a different way. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I can scan and get poppins and Pokemon Go. <sighs> Gotta get them poppins, Jeff.
4: I suppose. I um I deleted Pokemon Go from my phone years and years ago after I caught a Psyduck. I thought I cannot get better than this and I simply walked away
1: because of Pokemon Go I've walked over nine miles today
4: so I respect that I probably should walk nine miles a day but I'm not going to well you can do it with the new Pikmin game that came out
3: Pokemon Go pissed me off and I downloaded it for an hour and then deleted it
1: yeah Janine why don't you open your gifts I send you Pokemon Go <laughs> um...
2: I haven't I haven't logged on in a long time because um covid um but yeah, Fair. you know, I should. I'm going out more places, so
4: Sorry, Luke. All the Pokémon got covid.
3: <laughs> That's what you tell your kids to <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh... It's fine. I can't, can't buy you the Riz new Pokemon man. game. All the Pokemon got COVID.
4: Greninja's on a ventilator. <laughs> <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> the year some sub- there. Okay, so on, her probability on. is there's one kid out there who's going to remember 2020 as a year that they couldn't do anything because everything they wanted to do got COVID.
1: <laughs> we can't get a new Mega Man game out this year, Billy. Mega
4: Man's got the COVID. <laughs> Billy, we can't go see Dune. All of the Ratchet the COVID.
3: <laughs> you can't have an... I'm, I'm sorry, you can't have a PlayStation 5. The PlayStation has the COVID.
4: Ratchet and Clank both have COVID. Kingo has COVID. Uh, that's actually true. <sighs> yes. I heard they deal with that in the movie.
1: Uh-huh. Fastos, the first gay Marvel superhero, makes the nuclear bombs, and then he also accidentally makes
3: COVID. Bad news about the puppy we promised you.
4: (laughs) I'm sorry, my brain just went in like five different directions at once. That's fair. And like, one of them was like, Surely they're not going to have a character cause the Hiroshima bombing in Marvel's Eternals.
3: Is that that happen? I
4: have no idea. People are saying that's the thing that happens, but you know, people who have decided to like hate a movie they haven't seen are not the best people for like telling you accurately what happens. You could tell me
3: anything about those movies, and I'd believe you. Uh,
4: That's fair.
1: It came from a review from someone who I don't think was trying to make fun of the movie, but also (laughs) there are so many of the big Marvel stands who are also reviewers who it's like,
4: and it also came out. This is done well, but on the day where everyone was like, "Oh, here's how Kingo dies." thinking about Kingo like I I have no emotional attachment to Marvel's Eternals one way or the other I I'm glad Chloe Zhao got a paycheck I guess
1: (laughs) I do have a close emotional connection to the Eternals in that I read the uh, original Jack Kirby series in high school and then when I was really heavy into my Neil Gaiman phase I was like oh well I bet I'll love the Eternals by Neil Gaiman and then then I just had to say no this fucking sucks
4: See, I I had like a big fourth world phase before I ever got to the Eternals Mm -hmm. and so when I did get there as a younger person I was like oh I've read this already (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I also found out that I've been like pronouncing Icarus incorrectly my entire life Oh, yeah, because his fake name is Ike Harris. Right, like, I I saw, like, a a clip or something where someone called him Icarus, and I'm like, that's not... (laughs) Like, like it just made sense to me that he was Ike Harris. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
4: I... I...
1: waited to see Black Widow... When it came out on Disney Plus, and I don't regret that choice.
4: I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was like a big like, go see in the. Th- I realize I'm just yeah. like, really, we're we're very far off topic, and it's my fault. <laughs> it it's all because Bingo got cold, Luke. It, it, we need to spin this off into a, an MCU podcast. No. We really don't.
3: <laughs> no,
1: Jeff. Uh, I will hit you up for the Exiles annual this year. It's just going to be called Exiles Annual 2021. Kingo got COVID. <laughs> okay. So look for that on the Exile channel. Fantastic. Actually, it's going to be something about the metaverse, but uh, that's that's got to get planned. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's kind of wrap this. Oh, oh, right. Uh, any places that you wanted to see that you didn't get to in the game?
3: Doll museum, definitely. Doll um, museum.
2: I got to say, um, I did want to get w- in
3: deep with the burger war, the chicken sandwich wars. Yeah,
2: I wa- I wanted to 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 go inside of that one um, Heathcliff the cat's house. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The
1: the, <laughs> the thing that I had to censor because my uh
2: I found Your out the that... name got too close to a real name. Oh mm-hmm. no, I
1: will name drop that apparently this is a common belief is kind of a starfucker, even though he is like a rich as hell cartoonist um, and
3: um for personal reasons I would really like that to not be something I, I'm associated with.
1: Heathcliff the cat is a star fucker. <laughs> <Cute. laughs>
3: he I hope fucking... to be working on a project he's on. Please don't.
1: <laughs> me too. Me too.
3: <laughs> um, like, don't make a meeting awkward for me.
2: <laughs> he's not going to listen to this. I'm
3: just saying, with my yeah. luck, with my <laughs> luck.
2: Oh yeah, with your luck, this this is the thing that takes off and gets legs. Like a year from now, like there's like a whole cult like following behind it. And then
4: mm-hmm. you guys gotta check out the Q and A episode. H Power guy says
1: it's great because he gets mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> and so
5: does King-
4: Kingo. <laughs> it's 2022, and Kingo is the most popular character in all culture. Uh, uh I would like to do a whole session where we play the role-playing game that we found in character
2: as our characters playing the Christ. role-playing game. I would oh. have to, Yeah, you, you, let's make the worst role-playing game. A
3: possum is just gonna choke on a game piece on purpose.
2: I
1: mean, I am the guy who did the exiled special where it was the characters playing Dungeons and Dragons as themselves.
3: Dungeons and Dragons is different from what was proposed. Fair. There was a lot of really terrifying sounding math. <laughs> I'm very scared of math.
1: Taco. Fair. Um, in real li-
3: Not just my character, but in real life, I'm very scared of math.
2: Same. It can smell fear.
3: I, I, yeah, I'm buying it. And
2: fear is the mind killer.
1: Uh, the, the One of the things I had really wanted to go to was kind of like the classic Fallout spooky spot. Ah. Where it's like, oh, we're just going to ramp up the horror, but uh, y'all didn't go to this weird observatory place that's kind of out of the way for the way that the path went. But, you know, there's time next time. Save final oh.
3: too. Save,
1: Save And you two. also never went to find out about the missing Arnold statue.
3: Oh, that's right. Because there's a
1: statue of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger down at the Columbus Convention Center.
2: Oh, also why they're green. dabba dee dabba
1: Oh, why are the people in Dublin green?
2: Yeah. Like, do you want me to spoil that here? Would you would you want to touch up on that in a future episode?
3: Save file two. Save.
2: I mean, we can say it's for the only file the two.
3: only downside about a save file two is it is a, basically a world where our characters don't exist,
2: unless
3: unless
1: it's possum, unless.
2: it's hyena,
1: and it's Paul Thomas Anderson the director,
2: unless it's DLC where we play as other characters.
1: Wouldn't DLC just be a continuation of these characters?
2: Well, if it's Fallout, DLC would actually just be, like, a continuation with these characters in a different situation, like, usually, like, nearby or completely far away in a different, like, area. So I would say Cheese Barn DLC. (laughs)
5: Yeah.
1: The Dayton DLC. All of the like all of southern Ohio just gets compressed into a really small area because nobody cares about it. It's like they just oh, used, all of um, is one city.
3: Everything that was left after the bomb just legitimately got moved.
1: <laughs> everything that is far enough away from uh Fallout 76's territory is all like
2: five miles of space. They pushed the buildings room by room.
3: Yes. (laughs) Dr. Knives, that's how he started. (sighs) He has experience pushing rooms. Distances. Let me also propose. That's how he knew he could do it.
4: Dr. Knife Origins.
1: That will only work if I find a way to do... Full motion videos in podcast form. Because it needs to have some 90s ass vibes for the origin of Dr. Knives.
3: I mean, I know how to edit video, I'm just saying.
1: Fair. You did an excellent job on the video for, I am blanking on... uh... Oh,
3: Real Hero Shit?
1: Yes, yes. Which features a song by the L.E.I. Babies. (laughs)
3: Yeah, that was uh, that I'm going to be hearing for the rest of my fucking life.
1: I mean, it is a great song and the Indeed, band is. is excellent.
3: No, it is an excellent song but when you're doing video editing, you're playing like a 10 second loop over and over and over and over again.
1: And then you did it again. Ah! ah! Shot
3: ah! Someday I'll be able to listen to it and I'm going to rock out it's going to be great.
1: I have a gif of me dancing while playing. While doing polling with those guys, it's great. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I I hope this answered all of your questions about Fallout Columbus. And uh, if it didn't,
3: it's your fault for sleeping on it, not getting in on it sooner. Mm-hmm. You won't do that again.
1: Yeah, and I, I guess theoretically, keep an eye out for Fallout Columbus save file too. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's quickly go over where people can be found, Janine.
2: Oh, um, I'm Janine Juliet. You can find me on Twitter at Janine Juliet. I am also the host of my favorite Pokemon a Pokemon podcast, where we sit down with a what do we sit down with the cool trainer to discuss their favorite Pokemon. Well,
1: I am a cool trainer. I have discussed my favorite Pokemon.
3: Mine's toga kiss. Anyway, I'm Amanda. Uh, Amanda Laferney. I'm at um. I'm, my Twitter is Amanda Gaffaday, uh, which is A M A N D A G A F F E A D A Y. It's very silly. It just rhymes with my name. Um, I do comics and post pictures of rats.
1: And you're working with Heathcliff the
3: cat. V- d- loosely working with Heath Heathcliff the cat.
1: Say hi to Garbage Ape. I love Garbage Ape.
3: We don't talk about Garbage Ape. Really? He's different behind the scenes.
4: (laughs) And Jeff. Hi, I'm Jeff. You can follow me on Twitter at TheOtherJeff. And stay tuned to that channel because I will at some point tell you how to subscribe to my newsletter, The Mentalist List in which I recap every episode of the long-running criminal procedural, The Mentalist. Jeff? Luke.
2: Jenny, I I just wanted to be included. I'm sorry. Uh, Bro!
1: I was going to say something, but I forgot which of the many bits... Oh, are you going to cover Backstrom?
4: I haven't planned that far ahead. There are seven seasons of The Mentalist.
1: (laughs) Wow! But what if he teamed up with Baxter
4: and he got it all solved in one? Then what's the why? Am I even here? Think about what could be. That sounds like a multiversal Q crossover. We'll have to talk about it. That show's
1: done and dead. I may bring it back for nothing special. is ever dead yeah hollywood call me up for, with that money you can call me up with that money on uh fuck you can call me up with that money at lukehair.com um theoretically next year i may be having a comic or webcomic coming out uh oh, but oh wow yeah again yeah hell I mean, yeah Social Fist has been dead for over a decade now, and I think Changeling has been dead for about the same amount of time. But, uh, yeah. Get
3: back in there.
1: I am. I'm I'm, I'm uh, talking to the artist tomorrow. Uh, but uh, you can find me and what I do on Twitter at, at @coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Uh, this has been Established Property Playhouse, uh, which you can find at Established Property Playhouse on... The internet at the dot com or s pro playhouse, and I think that kind of wraps it up. Um, my next plan is a Ravnica Magic the Gathering DD campaign, and so look for that, and then yeah, if you are really excited for Fallout Columbus new game 2 uh message the show twitter and say i want to see what Heathcliff clipped the cat is up to
5: specifically
1: <laughs> that message and if we get like that message from 10 different people and you can't use like multiple accounts if you've got them uh i i will get into production with that, with that no video.
3: i say yeah i say if you've got that dedication to make a bunch of fake accounts just to get a podcast like a second season of a podcast you've earned it
1: my my issue is more of like i have eight different accounts for all the shows that i do so it would be unfair (laughs) of me to use it so if you're going to like make brand new accounts and new names and things (laughs) then that's, that's more acceptable uh anyways thank you all again for listening and uh
4: See you out in the wasteland. Good night, Ohio. See you at the cheese barn.
2: Lick cheese Jesus or whatever he's called. Is is that how Buzz signs off now?
4: I guess we'll have to wait for next season. Well,
1: I'll see you at the cheese barn. It was opened by Grandpa.
2: Good night, everybody.
0: Good night. I'm thinking about the city, that city that's my home, that city of Columbus, that city where I was grown. Oh, I'm thinking about the south side and the east side and the west. Oh, the sides that I don't live in and the side I never left. Together as one, together as one. Oh, I'm thinking. Together all as one Oh, I'm paying for the building Gonna build this city high So high you'll forget the lives They lived before us on this site I'm driving on the highway Built to get me to my home So I don't have to see the people who are broken and alone together. The people get this angry, no, there ain't much that you can do. Now I'm praying for Columbus and the life that I have known. Cause there ain't no judge who'll save me from the people all as one together.